Hey everyone, this is Jake Walker and you're listening to Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live for and long for the day of Jesus' return. Luke 10, 18-20 says, he replied, Jesus speaking, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I am really excited for this episode today. I get to sit down with a mentor of mine, Alan Offhammer, and we're going to be talking about spiritual authority. Spiritual authority. What is that? Well, I'm excited to talk about it. One definition to perk your interest is the God-given right to receive and use God's power that flows from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I'll say that one more time. The God-given right to receive and use God's power that flows from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Whew, I'm pumped up already. I'm really excited for this conversation. Alan is an amazing man. And uh, let's just jump right into this episode. Here we go. All right. Well, welcome everybody to Living for the Day. I'm so excited for this episode. I have uh, my mentor here, Alan Offhammer. Alan, would you just say hi to everybody on Living for the Day? Hey, everybody. Great to be with you today. So glad you're here, Alan. Alan uh, is a leader at our church, Christian Assembly. Uh, He's one of my mentors. And uh, Alan, you've been a key host of the Spiritual Authority Conference. cohorts, classes that we've been doing at Christian Assembly Church, and um, I've, I've participated in this um, amazing spiritual authority cohort that Alan's been a key host at, and uh, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about this topic of spiritual authority, and uh, it's so important. It's It's been important in my life, and I know it's been important in Alan's life. We're going to get into spiritual authority, um, but first, Alan, I just... I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for being here. Well, you're on a podcast right now about the day when we see Jesus face to face, the day of his return. So I like to ask all my guests, what is something you are excited for for the day when you see Jesus face to face? Well, I'll say too, it's just fantastic to be here with you, Jake. I've loved our chance to hang out and spend time together and share our hearts. And so I'm excited to be here and uh, I get pumped up when I think about seeing Jesus face to face. So thinking about it, I think there's really three things that get me excited. One is a feeling, is mm. to feel his love. Wow. You know, I know that I'm accepted son adopted by the king of kings, but to be there, to feel his love, to see his face, to feel the joy, and then to literally bow down and worship the king in the most amazing worship service ever. (laughs) Uh, You know, the scripture talks about, and I think about this a lot, lights and sounds and shouts and just joy and being able to participate in the greatest worship service forever. Yeah. Phenomenal. 
And then I'm kind of a uh, astronomy science oh, yeah. geek. And so I love creation and the universe. So I can't wait. You know, we know that the whole creation was created with the word of God's power. And he upholds all things with his word. Hebrews 1.3. I can't wait to understand how he did that. Uh, so I'm pumped to, to experience all that feeling, worship, and understanding this amazing creation that we enjoy. Wow, that is a great answer. I love hearing just what different guests say, and I love that answer, Alan. Alan, um, we're going to get into this topic uh, today, um, spiritual authority, regarding and how does spiritual authority relate to and help us to live for the day. Um I'd love to ask you, tell us a little bit about why you are passionate about the topic of spiritual authority and how that came to be in your life, Alan. Great. Excited to. So I have been a believer for a long time and um, chasing after God, pursuing him. But I feel like I did not fully have sort of the the drivers. Sometimes I'd fall prey to the checklist Christianity, Mm. you know, do the things, follow him, obey, uh, believe, you know, certainly a believer, but something was lacking, Mm. um, and a depth. I just wanted more. And so, um, the kind of how about this is through Novo, which is a global missions organization, got involved with a biblical teaching, um, study, which is the spiritual authority cohort. And its focus is about practices and ways to dig deeper with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And what does the Bible say about our connection with the Holy Spirit and His empowering us, literally dwelling inside of us. Yes. And that we can then be a conduit to others of His goodness, healing, and redemption. Yes. So it's in the Bible. It's all there, but <laughs> I sort of skipped over it. So mm. that's kind of the how. I think what's got me pumped up about it is the the things that have about it is that it's brought me a deeper intimacy with him. Wow. So it's moved beyond checklist. It's a feeling. It's a joy. It's an intimacy. It's a presence. I'm much more aware mm. of, of him on a daily basis. Wow. Um, and then, you know, we've all read Ephesians 2.10 where it's the works planned for me. I've sort of th- said, yeah, what, what are those going to be? Well, I'm much more um, vigilant now. What today wow. is the Lord put before me that could be that work that he's got me divinely uh, set up to do for the kingdom. Wow. That's going to help somebody else. And then the feeling that comes with that, that I'm actually connected to his plan A, that the creator of the universe wants to connect with me and use me somehow in people around me that he's got connected. You know, that's like crazy to think the creator (laughs) of the universe has something planned for me on his team. Yes. And then I, I, I try to think about this all the time that when I walk into a room, it's not me, but the creator of the universe is inside of me. So Mm. what does that mean that he's pouring out of me to be a proactive player for the kingdom? So literally when I walk into a room, do I think about that? Wow. And I oftentimes overlook that. But this training has sort of put it more front and center. Mm. Uh, So I've got a joy, a closeness with the Holy Spirit. In my past, I've struggled with fear and worry and regrets. Mm. And the more I dig into the spiritual authority I have, the more I see his plan for my life. And at the end of the day, I can trust and relax in that. Mm. And then there's a boldness that comes with that, that knowing that he indwells me. So that gets me pumped up. Heck yeah. Wow. That is awesome. That's compelling to me. And just love how you've seen it, this 
personal redemption, healing, strengthening, boldness. Um, and it's also, you know, impacting how you walk into situations and how you are ready to be used by the Lord. It just sounds like your faith truly is an adventure and it's not just a religious checklist. And yeah, I mean, that's sure. what it's meant to be. That's what, yeah. you know, the Bible shows us. So that's awesome. Alan, I'm wondering if people are like, what are they, what, what is spiritual authority? Like, what are they, what are they really talking about? And, uh, could you just give us a little bit of your thoughts? You know, what is this spiritual authority that we're talking about and the Bible talks about? It's a great question. Yeah, it, it can, the words can kind of get a little confusing. I think the emphasis is really authority and it's not my authority. It's the power and authority of the King of Kings. Amen but that he uh, empowers us. So really there's a foundational identity that um, was a key thing in my uh, understanding that the Bible pulls out, and I just missed it. Mm. It was oftentimes an underemphasized biblical value. Okay. So I've got a, a few things that I reflected on that um, I think define spiritual authority. One is God has empowered us believers to be royal priests. Mm. We go, what? Royal priests? How yeah. can that be? Well, 1 Peter 2.9, Revelations 5 talks about that. And as royal priests, we can have an impact in other people's lives mm. through the power of God. But do I really believe that? Do I really take that into my day? Wow. Energized by the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Second, and we've read this verse a Ton, ton of time, Second Corinthians 5.20, we're ambassadors of God. Yes. He makes his appeal to people through us. Yes. What? We're his ambassadors. We're his plan A. He wants to um, impact others through us. Yeah. We have authority he's given us and wanted us to do that, given us the joy, the task, the privilege to be those ambassadors. And yes. then Second Peter 1.4, we are partakers of the divine nature. Mm. So, you know, it's really uncovering that. What does that really mean? And one of the powerful parts that has struck me in Second Corinthians 10, we have divine power mm. to destroy strongholds, tear down every argument and opinion against the knowledge of God. So wait, I have authority mm. through the divine power to tear down the works of the enemy and take every thought captive. Wow. So not only in my own life, but in the lives of others, that can pour out of me. I can be a conduit for that. So to me, that's authority that makes impact. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm, I love this because we could both get super pumped up, and we are pumped up about yeah, this. Baby. <laughs> but uh, I just want to add, you know, something that was helpful for me when I was thinking about Novo, and Novo, again, is this global missions organization um, that is helping people to step into uh, their spiritual authority and doing amazing things all over the world. Um, but they kind of laid it out like two foundational truths, you know, that we're in a spiritual battle. Biblically, that is just throughout the scriptures, Ephesians 6, you know, so clear. We don't fight against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, right? So that's a foundation. We're in a battle. And then the foundation number two is just this idea that Jesus does give his disciples, his followers, authority. Um, and so I, I'm sure you'll get into it more, but those two foundational truths helped me as well. Um, just kind of laying the groundwork. Hey, you're in a battle, whether you believe that or not, whether you've experienced that or not, whether you've given it that kind of language, you're in a spiritual battle. There's an enemy of your soul that's trying to destroy you, trying to deceive you, trying to discourage you all these things, 
but we're not defenseless if we're in Christ Jesus. If we're in Christ Jesus, he's given us the Holy Spirit, and he's actually delegated this authority to us to wage this battle. Um, And so we can get more into that, but that was really helpful to me. Do you want to add anything to what I just said, Alan? Yeah, I, I think that's that's powerful. That's exactly right. And the enemy is a defeated foe. Mm. The enemy is not equal to God. Right. God has defeated the enemy. But a lot of times, um, I know in my past, I struggled with uh, temptation, pornography, uh, accusation, deception from the enemy. And one of the things the um, spiritual authority uh, training has gotten me to m- move into is it's all based on different prayer models Mm. that are biblical approaches in the Bible Mm. to uh, wage that war and how to be victorious, starting with our identity. Okay. So the first step as a child of the king, a son or daughter of the king, the creator of the universe, Psalm 139, created special before the foundation of the world. Yes. um, In his image, and then at at salvation, redeemed and given a new nature, a new creature, that powerful identity. So the enemy... Um, can still tempt, accuse, deceive, but we belong to God. Mm. And then those prayer approaches that um, the training that we've been through fall into five or six different uh, kind of groupings. One would be blessing prayer. Yeah. How to pray for someone and pray a blessing over them, which is bringing the Holy Spirit and praying a different kind of prayer directly to them, bringing blessing on them. Second, that you kind of referenced, uh, that we would call inner healing prayer, which is redeem redemption by the power of God, wounds from our past, what lies have I believed, and in believing those lies, how has it held me back? Versus saying, God, where were you in my past? Where were you at that hurt or wound? Mm. And how have you redeemed that? And believing the truth and rejecting the lie of the wow, enemy who wants me to live out of that pain in the past, repentance, and then finding healing. I can't tell you how, for me and my marriage with Jackie, how much that significantly helped our marriage. Wow. When we stepped back, we looked at the Holy Spirit and the power and impact of where he was, repentance, healing, and bringing truth to lie, mm. and how that's transformed our marriage. Wow. Another prayer model is the priestly prayer, which is we've seen in the Bible, binding the enemy, releasing the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the authority to do that, mm. using divine power to tear down strongholds, to wage war against that enemy. And lastly, prayer of quiet. Mm. prayer of listening to God, hearing from God. What does he say to us? And leaving space for that. I'm doing a lot of talking here, but the idea is finding that time to hear from God and get guidance from him. And that's another way to be energized for where he's taking me in authority. Wow. Yes. So again, I was thinking about some of these prayer models and some of them have to do with this kind of declarative prayer. So instead of saying, you know, intercessory prayer where we're coming before God and saying, God, would you please do this? We're taking up our spiritual authority. That is his, but it's delegated to us and saying, in the name of Jesus, I bless you. Right. Um, It's and we see in scripture that Jesus who is our model, by the way? He's our rabbi. We're, we're, we're called to be like him. Of course, there's there massive difference. He is God. We are not. But we are called to become like Jesus. And, and we see him and we see the apostles. We see these disciples. We see them not just interceding for things, but actually speaking to bodies, speaking 
to the wind, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Speaking to situations. It's good. You know, when, when Peter and, and John, right, in Acts, you know, in, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. That was a, that was a declarative. That's a command, right? Um, it's not just intercessory prayer, which is important. Walking in the spiritual authority is where we start to, in God's authority, not in our own authority, we start to speak to things. We start to say, no, 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 no. I'm a child of God. You can't do that, mm. enemy. I am pleading the blood of Christ Jesus, right? And so there's this, there's this confidence. There's this authority. There's this, I know who I am in the spirit. And uh, so I just thought that that is helpful, you know, just to like kind of this idea of declaring. It's really helpful. Declaring prayer is pronouncing with authority something to be true, accurate, or real. And why do I believe we can do this? We see Jesus, the apostles, disciples doing it. By the way, one thing that's helpful for me, Alan, is, you know, Jesus didn't just give authority to the 12 apostles. In Luke 10, he gave it to the 72 and he sent them out. And he said, yeah. I've given you, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. And he says, go. And he says, heal the sick mm-hmm. and declare that the kingdom of God has come near to you. I believe that we are also, as his disciples, those of us with Christ, um, with the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, we're also given that authority that the 72 were given to go and not just declare God's power and his gospel, but also to display his power and his gospel. And walking in this power of the Spirit, the spiritual authority is important. Please. So good, so good. Yeah, as partakers of his divine nature... And royal priest, you know, a priest is the one who kind of pulled people to God and was in the middle, interceding for uh, people and bringing God to situations. So we have the authority to be direct in that kind of mm. blessing and speak that truth and speak that power, bring the Holy Spirit directly to people because of the divine authority within us. So that's so good, Jake. Yeah. Um, Alan, I always try to connect, you know, directly whatever we're talking about on Living for the Day to Living for the Day. So I just want to ask you, how does walking in spiritual authority, how does spiritual authority help us to live for the day of Jesus's return? Yeah, great. Love it. Well, I would say I really like the uh, live part of the theme of your podcast, because to me, that's a present day thing. It's like, how can I live today? So I would say that um, when I'm living out of my spiritual authority, really uh, steeping myself in that, uh, sitting in that, listening to God, uh, blessing others, living out of a place of redemption because of his power within me and bringing that not only to my world, but within my own soul. I feel like I'm living eternity today. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a taste of what it's like to be fully connected with the King. Uh, as he created us in the Garden of Eden, we were walking and talking. We would have been walking and talking with God. So how can I live that today, which just gives me a taste of what it will be like to see him face to face. So it's it's a it's a now but not yet. Yeah. So I love that. It feels good. So um and I'd say in my personal life um I feel like it's giving me greater victory um for my, over as I said temptation, accusation, deception, things that the enemy wants to hold me back to neutralize my impact. So I feel like when I see him face to face um my hope is to be able to um, show that not only did I receive his blessing and goodness, but I was able to give it away to others wow. and be part of his plan A. So, um, and then 
the I'd say the inner healing and the deeper intimacy with him uh, just brings to me a present day taste of the future mm. of seeing him. But so I'm not just um, waiting for the future, but I'm living it today. And then it's a mindset that I don't have to or I should follow him, but I want to. It's the wow of getting to be part of his his um, creative plan and then the boldness to lean into those opportunities wow. so that actually I'm part of the plan to bring others to be able to live to see the day when they see Jesus. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Alan, for a second, can you tell me a little bit about your experience? Like I've heard it said, I think Nova talks about it. It's like, I think you've mentioned it to me before. You felt like you kind of went not just from not you're not just on the defense now you're on the offensive too can you tell just a little bit about the kind of that experience that dynamic how that's been true in your life of being kind of on the offensive as opposed to just on the defense yeah i can give you some specific examples of that sort of how how the uh authority has played out in real life my wife and i will oftentimes go to a restaurant um a couple days a week and maybe the people next to us will strike up a conversation with them. And something will, will kind of um, hit either one of us that they have a need. And in the past, we'd say, you know, we'd talk to them and show our compassion. But now it's like the Spirit of God just falls on us and says, bless these people. Wow. So we'll be able to say, uh, bless you, Bob and Sally, in the name of Jesus, with with vision that you can see that God adores you, mm. that you can see that he sees your situation. He sees the anguish of your soul. And in confidence in following him, you can have a different outcome. Um, so blessing around somebody who's in need in a restaurant right next to us. I had a chance of uh, playing pickleball yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And a guy was talking to a complete stranger, was telling me about a surgery he had that he was afraid of, that he was um, um, put off and was maybe going to have a hard time in it. I was able to bless him, bring that goodness and bless him with confidence and strength and hope that God sees him. And my my sense from those is I see people crying. When I we pray those blessing prayers, things change. Something shifts. There's a feeling people receive in receiving a blessing prayer. They feel like and they feel like the the king of kings is caring about them. And that's a seed planted that can replicate itself for that person maybe coming to Christ. Um, and so those kinds of things. I've prayed inner healing prayer, I've walked people through inner healing prayer, and I've seen transformation where God's shown up, uh, strongholds have been broken, wow. lies have been broken, and the anxiety that I've sensed at the beginning has shifted. At the wow. end, there's a calm, a peace. Uh, physically, you can see a lightness mm. in the person's soul and, and complexion when they've repented and given up uh, lies and they believe the truth and they brought in Jesus into those hard places. My own victory over pornography Mm. is an example of that, of how I see that I'm a new creature. I don't have to fall to that sin and just repent and feel bad, but I can have victory over that. Amen. Um, I think I talked about regrets. Regrets come from the enemy, deception looking back. So for me... um, I've been able to tear off the rearview mirror and look forward to that day in the future. But that day now, more energized by the Holy Spirit for what He has for my life and to trust Him for the past. A precede prayer over our children and grandchildren. Our kids live in, um, our daughter lives locally. We have a son in Seattle and a son in Austin with six grandsons all over the place. So I can, in my living room, 
pray across thousands of miles to bring the Holy Spirit wow. to pray a blessing of and priestly prayer, bringing the blood of Jesus to cover those children and that, that um, God would be strong and powerful in their life to resist the enemy. Um, I've seen two specific healings in our home wow. where um, prayers for healing have resulted in people um, losing any kind of symptoms for a couple different illnesses. And then we prayer walk in our neighborhood to prayer, pray for neighbors, uh, pray for the land, pray for homes, pray for a release of uh, the, um, uh, uh, the Lord on those homes and that the enemy would have no place there. And we've had dinner groups together as a result of that. So we're seeing changes in our neighborhood. So those are just some of the practical things that um, I'm seeing by just living out of authority. Wow. So powerful. That is so compelling to me. Thank you for sharing just some of those stories, Alan, and how God's working in your life. And I I just want to say, and I honor you and I thank you because I see in you um, a man who's excited to walk with Jesus. Like you, I, I, I feel like something that emanates from you is a joy in your relationship with Jesus, partly because of what we're talking about today, that it's so real to you. And I love that understanding your identity, Christ, and your ability to hear the Lord, um, which are such foundations of, of spiritual authority, have led to that. And I just want that for everybody in, in the audience. And that makes me think of a question, um, is kind of, you know, I, I, what, if somebody's like, man, I really want experiences. I feel like I've been living with my faith as just a checklist, but I want like real, real intimacy with the Lord and to like be in an adventure on him. I want what, you know, Alan's talking about and that experience that he's had. I just like to ask you, Alan, like where, where should people start, you know, to grow in understanding and operating in spiritual? I know we could talk about a lot of things for a long time right now, you know, and I, you know, my two cents initially, you know, is so much starts with knowing our identity in Christ yes, yes, and also believing that we can hear God's voice and believing for him to speak to us. Um, but I'd love to hear from you. Um, what are some thoughts you have on if somebody's listening to this and like, I want to move forward in this idea, this reality of spiritual authority in Jesus name, what would you tell them? Yeah, that's great. Great question. I think there's three things and you hit the first one is clearly identity. Um, and we've talked about that, so I don't need to repeat that again, but recognizing who we are. But that's so foundational hmm. because if we really uh, accept that truth, which is a biblical truth, that's the foundation of the entire arc of the Bible hmm. is to redeem us back. Um, and he's done that at the cross. Yes. Um, then we will be different. We will think differently. And then um, the recognition of that we're royal priests, we're ambassadors, we're partakers of the divine nature. We have divine power. We have those things we've already talked about. That's sort of, I think, the next step mm. is to recognize that we have victory over the enemy and we can actually bring the power of God to situations. And then I think, thirdly, there is a level of sort of experience, practice, training, and I'm not here to sell a program, but this uh, spiritual yeah. authority cohort yeah. through Novo um, that I went through is a once-a-month, six-month um, uh, training program, but high on experience and yeah. practice 
and coming back and say, wow, what did the Lord do this week? How did I experience him? So it's this collaborative group with people where you learn from each other and really experience and try out the, the prayers from the Bible to bring the Holy Spirit into situations that gets really into kind of the deeper training that's what's got me pumped up and allowed me to sort of have a direction in terms of how to live this in my life and bring it into my uh, circle of, of um, contacts. Wow. That's so awesome. I love that. So first identity, I'm hearing you say like really nailing that identity, especially as children and especially as redeemed. Mm, but I yeah. hear I hear you saying this next step of the victory part of our identity, the um, the ways that God has invited us to walk in his victory yep. over the enemy yeah. that he gives to us as his kids mm. um, and as royal priests. And then I hear you saying there's this aspect to doing it, to training, to yes. to not just learning head knowledge, but to actually get out there on the field and yeah. go for it. So that's awesome. It's initially uncomfortable. Like yeah. go out there and uh, speak to two people this week and yeah. share a blessing. It's like, what? I'm, <laughs> I'm used to just praying for somebody, which is fantastic. But to bring that direct prayer in the name of Jesus, I bless you. Right. That's power. And I tell you, I get shivers up my spine just talking about it. And when I do it, it's like, wow, God used me in this situation in some small way. Hmm. Yeah. And we'll get to kind of you know, I, I'm going to want you, I'm going to ask you to, to do that in a second, but just a couple other thoughts I just wanted to share, um, regarding, I think people can get, get to the identity as children pretty strong, you know, pretty easily. I think it's a next step to get to like, wow, like God wants me to walk in the victory of his cross and his resurrection in my day-to-day life. Um, but hearing God's voice, we did an episode, you know, a couple weeks back with my cousin, Jason. I'd encourage anybody listening to that, to listen to that for some more foundations. But something that helped me today is I think when we talk about hearing God's voice, oftentimes we just think of like decision-making and discernment and like, should I go left or right? Mm. And that is a way that God speaks. Um, but I know Novo, you know, for example, uh, trains us to see that there's a wider framework for how God speaks to us and why God would speak to us. So in addition to decision-making, which I think, you know, is an important one, but isn't necessarily the most important. There's also, God wants to speak to us just for relationship, just Mm. because he's our dad, Ah, you know, that's good. And he loves us. So there's relationship and intimacy. Mm. That's why God would want to talk. He wants to he wants us to walk in and he wants us to experience transformation, healing, wholeness. He wants, you know, he would want to talk to us about ministering to others. Like you've talked about so much for kingdom assignments. And then, yes, there's decisions and those things, but there's this bigger framework. So I feel like that Mm. helps me to believe, okay, I believe that God could speak to me. I don't have to just try to hear him for, you know, should I do this, this decision or should I do that decision? I also can just, God wants to talk to me because he's my dad. I remember mm. it really powerful in my life. I felt like God spoke to me and he said, Jake, I'm a dad who's not just telling you to go do the dishes, you know, do mm. works for me, but I'm telling you that I love you and I want to be with you and let's go shoot hoops together, you know, and mm. it's kind of some of that stuff. And so that was really helpful to me um, as far as hearing God's voice. I've got something to add to that. That's so powerful, Jake. And the the... Novo training has been uh, so formative and sort of guiding 
me and many others. It's a global and national movement uh, of, of training and experience. But one of the things that it, in, in the training, in that listening, and it's really a bizarre question because we try to, we don't want to feel selfish, but it's just what you were saying. Pause and listen. Listen to what Jesus is saying about you. Yeah. Yes. Listen to what, and what people come back with is feeling his love, his adoration, his acceptance. It's not about performance or like you said, decisions, but it's just sitting being held and hugged by the creator of the universe and listening to that he adores me, he loves me, he's smiling on me. We oftentimes don't focus on the face that God might have toward us. He adores us, he smiles us. So pausing and listening to that, that's such a good word, Jake, that you said. So yeah, it's not just about performing, doing, Mm. you know, um, learning, but it's about sitting, receiving the adoration of Abba Father. Um, Alan, thank you for that. Before we get to um, you blessing us, just kind of want to ask, you know, is is there anything else regarding spiritual authority in this short conversation you're excited to share or want to tell about um, or just about living for the day before we get ready to wrap up? Yeah, not. I uh, just have one brief comment. I think just overall the impact to me has been uh, feeling the spirit experiencing the spirit. Uh, I've, you know, I've lived much of my life um, learning and studying, which is powerful. This is the next phase for me is to feel the king so that in giving that away, but also just sitting with him. So I I just hearken back to creation. We were designed to walk and talk with God and to just be loved by him, feel his adoration. But sin and my own choices and the world has broken that. So authority just brings me back to a place of rest, uh, Sabbath, shalom, and moving from just knowing I'm a son of the king in my brain, but living as an empowered one who's equipped with the Holy Spirit. So that, that's what brings me joy, and that's what makes me even more excited about living for the day, to see him face-to-face when that will be fully realized. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I thought of one more question Alan, basically, is there anything else you want to add? And I'll say something really briefly, but as far as just if somebody's a little, possibly a little bit like, really, is it, it almost seems too good to be true, you know, that we could walk in, um, not just like, I got to make it to the day, but we could walk in some victory, you know, to the day. If somebody were to ask us, Alan, why do you really believe that you can operate in authority? you know, in spiritual authority. Some things I would say, and I just want to hear your thoughts on that as we conclude. Why do you really believe, you know, deep in your heart, do you have this confidence that this is all real, what we're talking about right now? You know, some thoughts I just initially have are just, first of all, Jesus has all authority. You know, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, uh, or maybe it's Matthew 20, 28, when when he says, you know, all authority has been given to me, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So he says, all authority has been given to me. But then we see throughout the scriptures that he delegates that authority to his disciples and apostles. And I believe he still does that to this day. Jesus has given us the spirit of God. And also what's compelling to me is that using spiritual authority was the norm for Jesus, Mm. for the apostles, for the disciples. And there's no compelling evidence to me 
to think that that would just cease. Um, you know, I don't yeah, know. That's good. So yeah. what, what would you say in terms of why do you really believe that this is real, what we're talking about, you know, what, anything else you want to add? That's a great question. Yeah. It does seem almost un, un, unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, I I'd say three things. One, the arc of scripture. Yeah. Um, just the whole trajectory from Genesis to revelation is where believers are God's plan a, hmm. and he empowered us with the Holy spirit. And he wouldn't have put the Holy Spirit inside of us if we weren't supposed to let it come out, yes, use the Holy Spirit. Yes. He, he wouldn't have done that. And all of Scripture is based on how people wield that power of God, not my own power, but I'm empowered with the Holy Spirit. And then lastly, and that's why I referenced those specific passages earlier in the podcast, it is scriptural. There's specific verses throughout the trajectory of the Bible that identify our role um, as those with authority and how he wants us to wield it. We are his plan A for his purposes. Wow. Amen. Uh, this has been awesome. I'd love for, I, I'm just excited. I don't know if people have noticed, but I actually, you know, kind of have been doing these blessing prayers, mm. you know, at the end yeah. of these episodes and asking my guests to pray, you know, these blessings over people. So I'm, I'm excited wherever you are, you know, my friend listening to this podcast, um, God knows exactly when you're going to listen to this, um, compared to when me and Alan are recording this, but I believe that God wants to touch you, um, even right now, um, through Alan praying. And so Alan, would you just, I don't know if whatever you want to do, um, however you want to, but will you pray a blessing prayer over the listener? of this podcast living for the day. Absolutely. I will, I will do it and my words will come out, but what's happening really is something is transforming in the eternal dimension. Um, as we talk through this and through prayer, um, and it's a privilege to be invited in Jake, to be able to speak to your listeners and a privilege to all of you for me to be able to pray. So I just bless all of you that can hear my voice right now with the power of Jesus yes, Lord. and under the blood of Jesus, I pray a blessing of confidence that you are loved, adored, and um, redeemed and um, searched after, pursued by the King of Kings. So I pray a blessing of confidence in that. I pr pray a blessing of joy that in your continued pursuit and deepening awareness of the Holy Spirit, you would find a joy and excitement, a wow, mm. that transforms your walk from a checklist, a should or a would, to a I get to. In Jesus name. And I bless you, lastly, with divine appointments, mm. that not only for yourself you'd be energized, but that the Holy Spirit would flow out of you for divine appointments that he, from the foundation of the world, has got established for you to be able to lean into and bring the goodness, the redemption, the healing, the hope of the power of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow. I, uh, I'm excited to keep living for the day, and I'm excited for our listeners today, Alan. I'm excited to keep doing life with you, and I'm excited um, for us to take a next step. And that's what I would just encourage um, everybody listening to this podcast, what's a practical next step you can take to walk in the authority that God has given you if you're a follower of Christ? Um, you know, maybe it's 
taking a risk to pray in a declarative manner, um, a blessing prayer over someone instead of saying, Jesus, you know, instead of saying, Jesus, would you please bless this person? You can just say in the name of Jesus, I bless you. Um, just try it out. What's the next step you can take to walk in, hmm. learn about your spiritual authority. Alan, I just want to say thank you so much for being a mentor in my life. Thank you for your example as a godly man and your example as someone who's walking in what Jesus has um, for you. So I love you. I'm thankful for you. And thanks for being on Living for the Day. Love you too, brother. It's been a privilege to be here and a joy for sure. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, to my conversation with Alan. I hope you feel inspired. Uh, encouraged, uh, equipped to live into um, the spiritual authority that is yours if you're in Christ. And um, the nugget for today is just the possibility that, you know, when we see Jesus face to face and we look over our life, we may experience a constructive regret of, wow, look at the the resources in God that were available to me as a child of God. I wish I would have stepped into all that God had appropriated um, for me through the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to encourage us, let's minimize that constructive regret (laughs) on that day. And um, let's live into all that God has for us and all the resources that he has given to us as his children in Christ. Amen. Hey, I'm so thankful for you. Thanks for listening to this. Um, If you are willing and able, would you be willing to leave a review, uh, especially on Apple Podcasts, um, just to help get the word out um, more and help people who are thinking of giving Lifted a try uh, to give them some encouragement to to go for it. So uh, that'd be awesome. And uh, I'm thankful for you, and I hope that you're encouraged and equipped. Let's live for the day. Nothing else could matter more. I'm thankful for you. See you next time.